everybody. Welcome back to your favorite Swimbait podcast, Scales and Tails, episode 42 tonight. And also, I think this will be uh, the official, unofficial, I want to say episode three of Bass and Buzz, or no, episode five, actually, episode episode five of Bass and Buzz with uh, a guy finally from Mich. well, I've only had one other guy from Michigan, and that was uh, Ethan, and I mean, he doesn't really count, he was my neighbor, but we have Mr. Jank Langston Lack. Lang- Langston. You killed Langston. It. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> we have Mr. Jake Langston on tonight. Um, if you guys don't know him, uh, you guys, you guys will after the end of this show, I'm sure. If you guys follow Leviathan, you see his shit get shared quite a bit. But I'll let Jake introduce himself, and then we'll get the ball rolling like we usually do. Shit, man. What's up? It's Jake Langston. Thanks for having me on, bro. I appreciate it. Sucks we haven't been able to get out fishing yet, but it's crazy that we like just finally got to meet at the gathering. Like we've been talking for like three or four years. <laughs> Dude, you're like two and a half hours away, and <laughs> just with adulting sucks, man. Like that's like yeah. a whole day for me, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just I don't know. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll so get for out anybody here, who though. doesn't, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know uh, what. I guess what state are you in? Cause dude, some like a lot of people don't even know what state I'm in. And like we get to talking and they're like, Oh, what state are you from? I'm like, uh, Michigan. I guess I've never made that like apparently clear, but, uh, where are you at in Michigan? I'm in, uh, Fenton, Michigan. Well, technically Linden, but I live in Fenton, Michigan. It's about 15 minutes South from, uh, uh, say about 20 minutes South from Flint, Michigan, the ghetto, the ghetto, the the water capital of the world. <laughs> yeah, dude. Is your Stop water this. good? Like your water's not affected? Or? Oh yeah, mine's good. And to be honest, I'm such a picky water drinker. Anyways, I hate it <laughs> that I only drink bottled water. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you, especially being only 15, 20 minutes from Flint. Like, yeah, man. There's some, preca- there's some precaution to be taken there. I'll catch some lead poisoning, like the dudes in that walleye tournament. <laughs> dude, even our water, like. I, I don't really care, like, water's water, but our water here in Belding-Greenville area, which, for anybody who doesn't know, that's, like, uh, 40 minutes northeast of Grand Rapids. It's, like, I don't know, it's city water, which I never really grew up. We always had well water, or the water we did have was, like, the village's water, and it was all pretty pretty decent. But the water here, dude, it's so fucking hard. Like, it'll just corrode everything. And Oh, yeah. I like I said, I don't I don't really care. Like, I'll drink it anyway, but it's always like, huh, this is definitely not water at home. Like, that's for sure. When you're hungover at 3 a.m. and need just liquid, <laughs> it, it works just fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I guess really, really starting at the beginning, Jake, how did you get into fishing? You know, what was the, what was the first, uh, first experience for you? Um... Well, I grew up on a lake pretty much my entire life. I either had grandparents that lived on a lake, uh, the farm pond, or like my grandpa and grandma, or my grandpa and my dad would always take me out fishing. So, like, I think when I was three years old, I uh, I actually caught my first bass. The first fish I ever caught in my entire life was a largemouth bass. And Damn. After that, I mean, I was just absolutely hooked i used to live down in the florida keys for like three months at a time every summer until i was like 12 years old and so i got to really partake in badass fishing down there all saltwater i never freshwater fish but 
I mean, I was nine years old and I still hold a record down there in Florida for uh, fish out on a charter boat. I caught a 50 pound, four foot long black grouper. It's like a rare type of grouper to get that big. Uh-huh. And oh man, I, I was so proud. I wouldn't let anyone, uh, like grab the rod so my grandpa was just holding me by the belt and i was strapped into the <laughs> rod to make sure i didn't get ripped out of the boat <laughs> damn dude that's that fucking crazy epic. and then dude, it just there's a oh go ahead oh i was just saying and then it just kind of progressed from there i mean I've, I've always loved fishing it's literally my favorite thing to do and has been my entire life yeah i think damn near a lot of people can agree with that but what i was gonna say is there's a there's a i don't fucking i can't remember the handle off the top of my head but there's like a salty salty swim bait or saltwater swim bait page on instagram dude and looking through their pictures it is so badass i'm like oh my it's god so sick. you do that once and you're never gonna fucking try to cast for bass ever again like maybe yeah. striper but like you're yeah. not coming back to michigan to to, to swim bait fish no, it is. It's so sick, dude. That's like all I follow is like, like a lot of people saltwater fishing for with swim baits. Like, dude, they're flipping like million dollar yachts and shit like that with swim baits and catching like forty inch snook. Yeah, yeah. Like that is so cool to me. There's so a cool. there's a guy canal cow canal cowboy who uh, who like snook fishes i guess i don't know if it's like brackish ponds or what but like he'll catch them dude he'll catch like 40 40 inches on uh like the savage gear soft baits and shit and like the shine glides and stuff and i'm like oh my gosh i could i could not imagine like he'll like he'll have videos of literally him opening up this fish's mouth and it the bait just fucking a foot and a half down its mouth like yeah almost it's, to its bullet. it's so crazy and it's like a 10 inch bait it's yeah yeah <laughs> fucking nuts Fuck. dude that's so badass um so now that we're kind of talking about it, what was your, I guess I kind of know this because we had talked about it. So you, you caught your, I mean, your first bass, at what point in time did you really get hooked on bass fishing and, or was there, was that never really a thing until swim baits? Um, when I really got hooked on bass fishing, I, I mean, probably like, I'd have to say like 18 to 20 years old. I mean, I always fished for bass, but I was always after like, pike and you know i was really yeah. multi-species you know and yeah, then because for anybody who doesn't know like down by you guys like there's some kick-ass walleye fishing down that way oh yeah like in that general area oh yeah i do that too a lot that's fun yeah so around 18 or 20 you said you kind of you kind of started to realize like hey bass fishing is like pretty kick-ass like this is kind of yeah. what i'm going to dedicate time to yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. I mean, I definitely like looking back on it, like I didn't dedicate all my time to that. Cause I was a really big, I was a sponsored skateboarder at that time. You know, I snowboarded, I was doing the extreme sports as well, but anytime grandpa or my dad or anyone wanted to go out fishing, I mean, I was game. I was absolutely game. It didn't matter if it was bluegill fishing, I was down to do it but yeah yeah for sure and then like i got i started watching like when videos started i mean i always watched the videos when i was young you know on the tv the outdoor channel and shit like that and then i started watching oh, was it bill dance i swear to god bill dance 
and seeing he just targeted these big bass. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start throwing everything on a spinning rod. And I mean, it just kind of popped off like that. I'll tell you what, though, I've never thrown a wacky wig, wacky rig Senko, and I never will. <laughs> I think it is so lame. I'm sorry if you do it. I know it catches fish. I know it catches giants. Holy shit, is that boring? It's so boring. Dude, I can, like, so I always, like, I always knew it caught fish, wacky rig fishing, and I just was like, that's the stupidest thing ever. And then one day we were fishing, like, this tiny little pond. Uh, it's actually a pond that this windmill keeps open in the wintertime, right, uh, right in front of one of my buddies' uh, houses. And it's like, dude, it's, fuck, probably, like, 60 by 40 yards. Like, you could cast across it with, like, a, with a decent-sized setup, like a swim bait setup. And uh, right. there was bass, there was bass, koi, catfish and stuff in it. And I remember one day we went and it was like, it was probably around this time. Well, probably like early September. And I remember all he had was Senkos and like super big EWG hooks. And I was like, I was, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why I didn't Texas rig them, but for some reason I started wacky rigging them. And I caught so many fish that day in this like fucking pond is an understate or like an overstatement. It was like a fucking puddle. And I caught so many fish on it, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I literally, for the whole summer, I fished just Wacky Rig, and I caught so many smallmouth in one of the, the backwater uh, lakes up at home. It was fucking crazy. And then since then, I haven't fished it since. Your favorite swimbait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end, made-in-the-USA rod blanks. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing a depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. Dude, I believe it. I've I've got my ass handed to me by like, because I have a lot of friends that are just traditional fishermen. They don't throw a swim bait like over like, five six inches you know and they'll they'll whoop my ass all day on a on a wacky rig but at the end of the day i may fish for eight hours and they have 20 30 fish i'll have one that's bigger and all like you know the bigger fish and that's what i like so what point in time did you start to think like oh hey like i I see these swim baits. Like I want to start. I want to start fishing them around me. When I seen your post, <laughs> that's what, that's what, that's what I was meaning when I said that earlier. Yeah, I swear to God, I seen. I've always wanted to do it and never, never pulled gun on it. Like I tried. Like I'd buy cheap, shitty dollar, like crappy swim baits and fish them for like ten minutes. Like oh, I'm gonna fish this all day, and then I put it down ten minutes later and would pick up a jig and you know get bit and then but then seeing your post man like you're catching monsters you know out of lake michigan and shit like that and i was like that is so cool and i was like screw it and sold all my traditional stuff and i was like i'm gonna try this for at least a year just this and you know see what happens and instantly started getting results and ended up breaking my personal best. My first year swim bait fishing with a 6.4 largemouth in Michigan, you know, that's a big yeah, dude, fish that's here. A tank. That's a tank. <laughs> yeah. And it was middle of the summer, dude. Fourth of July. 
So if it would have been spring or fall, it would probably have been a seven pound fish. Seven, yeah, easily. Would that, dude? That had to be like twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was right when COVID started. So yeah, beginning of summer twenty twenty, it must have been. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, even at that point, like I was. At that point, I had like big baits and I caught decent fish on them, but it really, I don't think, it, I'm trying to think. Dude, the smallmouth with, small with the pink depths 250, that's when I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking sending it, dude. Yeah, dude, that's, that's <laughs> such a fucking crazy thing. Dude, it's so hard to remember how long it's been since COVID. Like, it's so fucky to think about because, like, I remember I fished all throughout lockdown, like, and uh, so it's hard for me to remember like w- when the fuck shit was was because like it's so hard to depict because I don't have anything yeah. other than just fishing memories during that time. So I don't yeah, know what exactly. was what or around that time. Dude, yeah, I feel you. Like all I did was hang out with the family and I mean fish, but it was like you know don't get within four feet of each other. Me and my buddies are like, dude, we're construction workers. We breathe in way worse shit than this all day like we'll be yeah. fine we'll sit in a shanty you know when the winter started I, I like to ice fish that's when i fill my freezer up and shit the only thing we didn't do was pass each other a bottle you know <laughs> yeah so for anybody who doesn't know which i'm sure is a lot of people in michigan at one point in time um the governor she actually put a ban on like you could not go out and fish out of a boat whether it was by yourself or with family, like up, up by yep. my area, dude, they put, they put cement barriers in front of all the boat ramps, pulled all of the actual docks out and everything. Like they, I mean, that only lasted for like a week or two because actually her husband got busted for launching their boat and going to like going out in their boat a couple of weeks after she put that up by, or put that into effect and they did it up by me and they, they tried to like pay off the Marina to not, not like post about it. And that did not end up happening. So once that kind of blew open that uh, that can of worms, she ended up dropping that order pretty quick. That dude, that was so funny. Everyone was like, "Oh, we can't launch your bow." I was like, "Shit, I got two private lakes." I mean, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that was so wonderful. Man, a boat like, launch. The fishing at that point in time, just because nobody was doing it, so it was good. honestly fucking crazy. Yeah, it was yep. so good, so good. And, like, I don't know, everybody talks about how, like, fishing, well, I mean, like, if you look at Michigan sales for fishing licenses and hunting licenses and stuff, and, like, even gun sales and shit, everything jumped up during lockdown, but I, nobody was really doing it. Like, I could go out to my, to the marina that I used to fish, and there was fucking nobody there. All their boats were there, but nobody was fucking there, and, dude, those fish just did not, they were just dumber than a box of rocks. They didn't see. Yeah. They didn't see anything. They didn't even see a trolling motor. Nothing. Like, yeah, it, it was fucking stupid. It was not. Nobody wanted to do anything. Everyone was like, you know, I get it. People with health issues and stuff like that, but like nobody wanted to do anything. And I was like, this is a perfect time. Like I'm. No matter what, I'm getting on the water somewhere. And I had, like <laughs> yeah. I said, I had an amazing year. Amazing year. My first year swim baiting was i mean in my eyes fucking legendary to me every time i went out i was getting a fish over four pounds 
It was yeah. nuts. Yeah, 2020 fishing was fucking crazy. I mean, even like relative to now, I think that so many people spent money and got into the hobbies, like not even necessarily swim bait fishing, but just like fishing in general. Like um, you can go up to my pure spot now and like fish will follow your shit in and they just they just kind of turn away. Obviously, you can still catch them and stuff, but it's like uh, people I watched a lot of people live lining like gobies and bluegill and shit and then like break off on fish because they have no fucking idea what they're doing. And then that yep. just like. That made the fish super smart. Luckily, that doesn't seem the case down here where I'm at now, but up at home, like, it's probably going to be a year or two before those fish, like, fucking recover from the battle wounds they had gotten in the last year and a half, two years since since the beginning of lockdown. Yeah, I, be- I believe that because I went to Grand Haven Pier this year, and I was fishing a swim bait, uh, the six-inch hill country, the mini glide, and yep. I was having... I did not kidding. Six pound smallmouth, four pound yeah. in between four yeah. and six pound follow it every cast, and they would not hit it. I mean, I didn't put on any different color hooks, you know. I mean, that water's hella clear. Yeah, it so, is. You know, like so, I wasn't like fully prepared. I was like, oh, they'll see this and smash the shit out of it. They they knew, they knew. They seen hooks. They seen it shine right. I was like, damn. Like these fish get so pressured, it's it's nuts. Yeah, the last like super good day of pier fishing I can remember was July twenty twenty or July fourth, twenty twenty. And at that point in time, like that was I back at home where I used to live. It's not necessarily a touristy spot, but it's where a lot of wealthy people from like Chicago and stuff have cabins up on on Portage Lake in Onekama, Michigan, and um. Like, there's giants. That was, that was <laughs> yeah, that was like the last good day of swim bait fishing. I caught, I think, like 30 or 40 fish on the taxi trout. I've talked about that story a couple times. And, um, I think like, you told me about day, it that day. Yeah, like, no. yeah, because like it was fucking ridiculous. Uh, my buddy Garrett was catching smallmouth on six on a HUD 68, like literally just burning it. Like, dude, it was such a crazy fucking day. And after that, it honestly. Like the week after, there was a big college tournament, and so like you had every, like this lake is right on Lake Michigan, and the college tournament rules are, if there's not a small craft advisory, you can run to any lake along Lake Michigan as long as it connects and dumps into it. And they would usually the college tournaments are at a big lake about six miles south of this really good lake that I used to fish, and they would dump in their boats, and everybody, everybody and their fucking brother, plus all the camera boats that would be following. The everybody they'd all shoot up to this lake and fish these pier heads and that was the week after and i think after that dude like those fish saw so much shit between fourth of july fishing and then college tournament and then big bass bashes and uh hair of the dog tournaments which is a tournament series they run in northern michigan during the summer like those fish just got so key on everything they're like we're just not gonna fucking eat anything like we'll just start they're like we're just gonna yeah perch and gobies that's all we're gonna eat (laughs) for the rest of the year yeah yeah dude it was i don't know it was it was crazy i think swim baits probably weren't necessarily on the list of shit they weren't gonna eat but you had you had to make some really long parallel casts to the rip and wrap into the sea walls to to actually fool that fish into eating because they were pretty yeah. weary still. You had to be butch brown with it 
change color mm-hmm. hooks. You get the freaking line, everything. Yeah, I was gonna say, you had to free, you had free line at like fucking back, back troll fucking 40 yards. So you have a 100 yep. yard cast for him to eat at 10 yards from the boat or something. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's that's how my year's been this year. To be honest. I, yeah, dude, I think. <laughs> you fishing... got a bike dialed, so I don't want to <laughs> yeah. hear it. <laughs> no, but like altogether, like I feel like the fishing this year throughout the whole country, obviously there was a lot of guys who caught fish, but I also think there was a lot of guys who did not do nearly as good as they have in the past years. Like Brandon Barnes, like he did not catch very many fish, I don't think, this year, and he's pretty much done fishing this year. He's like, I'm just going to fucking hunt because this year was so shitty. Yep, uh, dude, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I don't know. It was, I, I will say, like you said, I got very lucky and I stumbled into, uh, the, the smallmouth Mecca here and these fish have never even seen probably a paddle tail in their life. So it's kind of, kind of easy picking. (laughs) It is so sad. It's, it's got me going to my little river dams now and throwing the swim baits. And I mean, I had a post not that long ago with that ugly ass smallmouth I caught. And that thing wasn't already chomped by a pike it looked like it was about to die it would have been a three and a half four pound smallmouth you yeah, know it was super skinny they got fucking blasted by a giant pike in the river dude marks that was pulling teeth out of the thing it's <laughs> fucking crazy i don't understand i've caught a handful of three four i want to say i've probably caught one or two fives out of here in the last couple months but i don't understand how there's this I'll say this many decent fish in parentheses because like in the last week, I bet you, you could go down there and you could pull out 25, 40 fish a day, different fish. They're eating jerk baits, like fucking nobody's business. Oh, I'm and sure. There's so many small ones. They're all the same size. I have not caught one over a pound and a half on a jerk bait, but like they'll, they'll eat a glide bait too. And it's just like, at what point in time is there too many fish in this little river system? Like, I think that it's getting colder. All these fish are pushing up right yeah. to i guess it's not really even that deep of water i just think they're moving up to the to the moving water so they don't get froze downstream with the with the slack yeah. water they sit in no that that moving water it's colder in the summer but it's warmer in the winter yeah it's it's fucking weird i don't know so, yeah you'll have no, to come out you'll have to come out in the spring because i think in the spring or like even even ice out dude i think the fishing like or it, dude maybe even in the middle of winter like just literally just either a jerk bait or casting a glide out there, letting it sink, or maybe even like a HUD and just like popping it and counting to fifteen and hitting it again. Like Dude. I think like there's so many fish you have to be able to catch them. So I'm shouting out Dream Smasher swim baits right now, mm-hmm. but they make a four inch bluegill. I was just I was looking at those yesterday oh, for pike fishing this spring. My God, dude, that little bluegill. I tell you what, as soon as the ice is off, I have a glide bait and a crank down out and that little bluegill or the six inch, uh, six inch top hook one and the carp color, the baby carp color. Mm-hmm. That's, oh dude, it's fucking magic. I, I bet those would get smashed. Smashed so, out there. My dirty little, uh dirty little fun thing to do for anybody who doesn't know is swim bait fish for dogfish and essentially you're just sight fishing a missile so cool. and so uh 
I was looking at his four inch uh, gills today. Actually, I, I was just I was literally looking up every soft paint company I could, and I was looking at what they had. And dude, I think <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna say that it's hard to catch these fish because it's not, but you it's hard to find a bait that can a soft bait that can last like more than one fish. Like the burrito tapu gill, that thing will last forever because it's like that super hard silicone. Yeah, but yeah, like, for sure. Unfortunately, I, I I fished my one unique scout I had, and for anybody who doesn't know, it's kind of a it's kind of a softer plastic. Uh, and I, I caught two fish on it. I'm like, sweet. Like it's, it's really just really minor cuts. Like I can, I can hot knife it back when I get home. And my buddy's like, oh dude, let me, let me try, let me try. So I give it to him. He, he casts it. Um, and this kid is very, he's got, it's like, it's like he's got ADHD. Like he's fucking, oh, ah, ah, he's all over the place. And uh, he casts <laughs> and uh, th like this, I mean, th these fish, he, like I said, you're sight fishing them. He bounces it twice like a jig. Fish comes up and sucks it up. But usually most of the time they'll suck it up and like, spit it spit out it. halfway to chew it and then suck it back down and he it spits it out or it spits it out halfway right the hook the, the hook is obviously not in the fucker's mouth and he reels down and he's like i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him i'm like no nate do not do it and he fucking sets the hook boom tail's gone i'm like oh my gosh dude like are you fucking serious like, come on i told you just to wait oh my gosh it's so fun though dude it Dogfish, I caught actually my first dogfish on a hard bait. Um, I never posted it, but it was like, fuck, like two weeks ago on the crankdown. Mm -hmm. I was out in a spot where I catch big bass. So I'm, I get it right next to the lily pads. This lake goes from like four feet to 20 feet in a matter of seconds. Real Damn. tonic water. Yeah, it's it's a dope lake. Not this year, but... And I got smoked, man. It was one of the hardest hits I had all year. I was like, this is a giant bass or a pike. And it turned, and so I seen, like, the white. I was like, oh, it's a giant bass. Gosh damn dogfish. And I was like, that's cool, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not mad about this at all. But I was like, I, my hopes were up for a big bass. But what we do, I mean, you, if you don't follow me or, you know, you notice what I do. I fish a lot at night. That's just what I do. I love night fishing. And after, like, when we're about to go in or whatever, it's one in the morning, we'll go and we have a, like, a big light and we shine in the water around the shore. I'll take the shoreline and we'll mm -hmm. look for dogfish and they're sitting there. And you drop a jig or something in front of them, they'll it's freaking just over. suck it up and you can smoke them, dude. It's so fun. Yeah. So, we use I my buddy is big into bow fishing. I used to bow fish all the time, and at this point in time, I didn't do. I don't know. I I love dogfish so much, and everybody shits on them because they're quote unquote shit fish. I know, yeah. and I I used to think the same thing. I was like, oh, these fish are fucking. I hate them, and so we'd shoot them, and dude, we'd shoot big ones. Like I shot one like a pound off the state records. So I think the pound or I think the record's twelve. I shot like an eleven two or something. Holy dude, shit! Massive, a massive, massive one. And so uh, fast forward a couple of years is actually right at the beginning of COVID. Like COVID was March. I went out in April and I found, found my dogfish spot up at home and I would catch them on fucking anything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. And then since then, I've just, I've been in love with them. Like it, there's, if, the, if I have to target any fish, like if I had to, if I got to choose, it would be a dogfish nine times out of 10 because they're so much fun. They're scrappy. They're so scrappy. Did you just hook them and they just fucking squirm they do the worm like it's crazy 
Yeah, I used to. I fished for them uh, all the time when I was a kid. That's like what we did when it became nighttime. We'd catch a bluegill, cut it in half, throw it out on a big hook, and cast it out. Right, That's what yeah. Every night when I was a kid, I lived with my grandparents on the lake that I'd still fish all the time. Mm-hmm. And every night, I've caught one that was when I was way younger. It was 32 and a half inches. Oh it would have beat the state record. And, but I mean, I just took a Polaroid picture with it and let it go. I think I was like 12 years old, something like that. And I can't find the picture anymore, but my, before my great grandparents died, they would always talk about it. Like, yeah, you caught a giant one right here. (laughs) Dude, they're such a sick ass fish. Like for anybody who doesn't know, like it's, it's a mud snakehead. Yeah, yeah. It's like a snakehead, but not as cool as a snakehead. Like, I've only ever had one come up and hit a frog. Like, so they're not necessarily a snakehead in that sense. Like, snakehead will come up and eat a frog, like, all the time. These these fish are kind of a little bit more weary, it seems like. Dude, I'll tell you what. Not on my one lake, my buddy will throw a frog into the deepest vegetation. It looks like he's fishing, like, a Florida mat. <laughs> with a frog and a dogfish will come up and just blow it up it is so cool oh my gosh that sounds fucking sick dude yeah i, I i've so uh, all the ones i've caught on swim baits i sight fished like i didn't i wasn't just casting like you talked about i've i've hooked like i've i've <laughs> i've hooked up i guess you would say with one we were fishing we were pre-fishing for a tournament and what was I fishing? So I had like this like off-brand style working class zero. Like somebody told me it was like a Beast Coast like citizen style bait. So it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. And I had a flashy hook on it. And I cast out there reeling it. And I feel like a little tunk, but it, it's kind of like like it rolled over a piece of grass. And so I just keep reeling. I'm fishing like a super slow reel. And dude, I get it like ten feet from the boat, and I look down, and a and a dogfish has the bait in its mouth, and it's just it's just swimming towards me. I'm like, what the hell? And it didn't have it in, it didn't have it like the hook. So I obviously didn't freak out and try to set the hook. But I'm like, I, I, if I would have stopped it, the fish probably would have fucking ate the thing. But I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I couldn't feel yeah. it. The, dude, yeah. They're, yeah, I loved your videos of you catching them sight fishing, like right there. I want to come do that with you. And the colors they have in your area. Yeah, when they crazy. spawn. Yeah. Dude, they, we get. A couple turquoise ones like you're lucky to get one that bright yours were really bright they were super beautiful fish man yeah for anyone who who like doesn't know if you look at the spotify logo like that green their underside turns like that that color green like it's fucking crazy the males do i don't know if the females do but i know it's like a male trait for spawning season no but it's it's just the big males yeah that's what i thought damn dude that's fucking crazy all right so getting back on track here a little bit <laughs> when you when you first started um well i i remember you hitting me up and asking me like what do you use and at this point in time like i think i was still using a savage gear browser and like maybe a tranks 200 like i was i was still wet behind the ears for doing it for two years like i didn't know shit i was still using a production production rod and just whatever reel i had <laughs> dude i yeah, when I hit you up, I you're you're like, what do you use? And I was looking at rods. I named them off. You're like, well, I have the browser. I was like, buy this. And you <laughs> said you had the tranks. I was like, well, 
no offense to Shimano, and I'm not shitting on Shimano at all. I'm a big Daiwa guy. You're probably but, listening to this, honestly, if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, a lot of people get mad about shit like that nowadays. Yeah. But it, it's, dude, I've always been a Daiwa guy, so I got a Lexa 300 and put some fluoro on it, and I bought a bunch of cheap-ass bait. I mean, a bunch of cheap-ass baits. <laughs> And just sent it. And I was like, oh, this rod is so good. And I was catching fish like nonstop on the the Ninja Glide. Oh, the Twitch Ninja. The Twitch Ninja, yes. When I first started big bait fishing, I was like, what do I use, Noah? You know, (laughs) I seen all the, like, Butch Brown and them catching them on huds and shit. So I bought a bunch of big plastics. And I'm like, this is just... I don't want to just drag this around. I want to see the fish hit it and get follows. So I got one of them twitching ninjas, dude. And the first day I took it out, I hooked fucking probably eight fish over three and a half to five pounds. I only landed Jeez. one because the hooks just kept bending out. <laughs> but it was just crazy. And that's when like a glide bait was like, okay. This is what I'm going to do. Glide bait. I really like yeah. the glide bait. And it's but. it's funny that that's how that happened for you because I probably had only been fishing on glide bait for a couple months before you hit me up in 2020. Like I was, well, sorry, beer burps. I was super late to like the, the quote unquote, the glide scene. And I think that happens with a lot of guys. Like they start fishing swimmers and then they're just like, I'm not going to fish a fucking glide bait. And that's how I was. And I got like a 250 phony uh hinkle i bought all this shit and i started catching them on a glide bait i'm like oh my gosh like i missed out and actually when you when you're talking about your setup it reminded me at that point in time i was like primarily fishing a heavy browser which is like two to four ounces or one yep. to four ounces nope i had the I same had, rod it was two to four <laughs> two to four okay so i thought yep. i had a um dial alexa win so the blue and black 400 size because yep. i thought I mean, you needed a huge reel. And then I, I custom wrapped my, my browser in blue wind grip, which I still have. And then I was fishing like Gantrells. Like that's all I would do. And then at that point in time, like I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the perfect setup. And like, if I, if I could go back now, I'd be like, you're such a fucking idiot, dude. To be honest, the Gantrell is one of the, if you're going to mi- swim bait fish in Michigan and you that's the bait. don't want to break the fucking bank, <laughs> Dude, that bait—I don't know what it is. Bit. I—I've caught some giant fish on it. Yeah, I have. I, I have fish so many it, fish on it. I fish it so st- like people fish like a a canine and shit. Now that's how I fish that bait. And I mean, one pounders like fucking bluegill would be hitting the thing. Yeah, like yeah. they were just naturally pissed off on it at it. And I want to say something. I completely. On accident, jacked your like swim bait swag back then. I <laughs> I got your same setup right, and I was like, I didn't mean to get the same colors. I really didn't. I just asked you and picked the colors, and then you even wrapped yours. And I was like, <laughs> I like the wrap. I was like, well, I really like blue. You know, that's my favorite color. Yeah, and I wrapped it in blue, and then I realized <laughs> you wrapped yours in blue. I was like, oh my, he, dude, he's going to think I just completely, like, <laughs> oh, just ripped funny. him off, and I really didn't mean to. It was funny. I was I'm like, looking oh, at the rod. 
I'm looking at the rod in the corner of my uh, uh, apartment right now, and I still have that blue tape on it. Like it's held up for four years now. Oh, so long. Three years. So long. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> like, honestly, I put it on my spinning reels. Yeah, that the the browser for guys who have never had one, which is probably like everybody. I don't know. Everybody talks shit about them, but I never had a problem with mine anyway. So it's like cork on the butt. It's a split grip rod. It's got cork on the bottom, and it's got like like a cork uh cork two cork caps on it and then it's like eva i don't even know if it's really eva foam it's like some kind of slick material because i remember when it would get wet like it was super (laughs) slick for me to catch it was so bad it was so bad i don't know what the hell they use that's why i ended up wrapping mine because i'm like this thing is fucking dangerous i'm gonna lose this thing (laughs) if i catch a when you're casting yeah if it's raining a little bit you'll send that right on your hand dude and so that's why I ended up wrapping mine, and then I was just like, this thing, like, it needs fucking wrap on it. I, I, it's just, that's the, all it comes down to, is it needs something for grip. Yeah. Oh, it's when, fucking funny. I have a lot of people hit me up now that are from Michigan. They want to swim bait fish. Like, a lot of, like, younger kids and stuff. Like, my little brother's into it now. Bought a setup and everything, and, you know, I had... I'm hooking them up with hill country baits and stuff like that. Dude, he's catching good fish. Hell yeah, dude. It's, I don't know, it's crazy because I'm not going to say it's taken off, but when you see guys, and like you said, I mean, they were kids, like probably around my age when I first started, like that 16, 17 mark, like there was a kid, what was that Michigan Bass page? I know you and I commented on it. He's like, anybody fish swim baits in michigan i'm like oh fuck here we go and he had like yeah. i think it was a k9 and i'm like ah yeah but like everybody nobody comments on it like it was only a couple of us that commented on it and i'm like okay like hopefully these people think we're fucking crazy and they i don't think i don't think people know that that shit's necessarily as available as it is like they don't know about swim bait universe and underground oh and i know shit, so but like, that's uh sorry to cut you off but that's why no, i no, don't you're good, dude. That's why I don't mind posting. Like I, I always post my swim bait fishes, my fish on those pages, because dude, the sticker price chase off everyone. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, like if you, it's not for you, that's good for you. This is my big fish. I caught on it. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. and people will be like, "Oh, why would you pay that?" I'm like, "Well, when was the last time you just caught a five pounder out here?" You know. Yeah, exactly. That's like, I don't want to say I got bullied because that's not the right term, but I definitely got, I got, what the fuck? I got made fun of a lot when I first started doing it. Like, oh my gosh, you're, you're crazy for spending that on, on this bait or on that or whatever. And then uh, it was during baseball season. I remember one day between, I got out of school at 3.30, baseball practice and start to four. I emailed Andrew Hinkle at like eight o'clock in the morning, my time. So it was like fucking uh it'd been like five o'clock california time four o'clock anyway i'd been emailing him back and forth all day and i, I sent him two hundred dollars and then i got to the baseball field and uh i was talking to my buddies i'm like yeah i guess what i just bought they're like what i'm like a hinkle trout and like they they knew what swim baits were they just weren't as in depth with it as i was and right like, oh my gosh you did not just buy that and i'm like yeah yeah i did and this was like this was early, early spring, and I didn't end up getting it until like July. Like I, I, it was a long time until I got it. But obviously, everybody knows that. And I remember, it was it was a late playoff game, and my parents were coming to, coming, and I finally got the bait. Like it finally said deliver. Texted my parents all day. They're like, yeah, we'll bring it to the game, whatever, whatever. They're like, but you're you're only gonna get it if you win. We ended up winning, and 
I we had to ride the bus back to the school, and this was like a three-hour uh, bus ride back from oh, the field we were playing yeah. into the school. And I remember just looking at this fucking bait. Like everybody was like, "What the fuck is that box? Like, why are you bringing this box on to the bus?" And I'm like, "You guys have no idea what this is." I fucking opened it up, and literally, it's it's an unpainted hinkle. There's no hook or there's hook hangers on it, but there's no hooks. There's no eyes. There's no fins in it. And I just remember looking at this blank in this little straw box, and I'm like. Holy shit, this thing is fucking massive. And oh, then, dude, what, it's huge. That's a huge bait, I, though. Yeah, I mean, and then what us. do I do when I get home? I spray paint the fucker gold. <laughs> Fuck yeah, send it. Oh my gosh, I ended up catching a fish on it like three days after getting it, which was pretty crazy. I tell you what, gold in Michigan is a fucking amazing color. Gold? Yeah, I... Girl, gold, purple, or gold. pink? Gold, purple, or pink? I'm telling you, those are my top three colors. I think, dude, I don't know, bone, bone, and then Victor Depe's Clearwater Hitch was what I caught a shit ton of fish on my taxi trout on on Lake Michigan. But bone, like, I, I've, I caught a shit ton of fish up at home on bone. I've caught a shit ton of fish down here on bone, like, I've not really fished many spots. Well, I haven't fished any spots around Michigan as far. I've, I mean, I haven't fished a lot, but I have not fished a bone color, not caught fish in areas like bone just fucking works. I don't know why it glows in the water. It doesn't yeah, look like fucking no. anything. It just gets ate. I don't know why. I'm not complaining at all. I like, uh, I like bone or pearl color soft baits. But if I were to have a hard bait, I'd want it to be, like, number one color would be, like, purple and black. Purple and black. I'm Always a bluegill. Bluegill, sh- gizzard shad. I have a lot of gizzard shad around me. Inland gizzard shad. Okay. And, and they're, like, the bluegill have purple in them, and the shad yeah, have purple things. in them. So, it's funny that you say that. Because we don't have we don't have shad over here, and we sure as hell don't have shad up at home, bro. There is in my one lake, my lake I grew up on, the like one out of two private lakes I fish. It used to be a public lake before the Karens Lake like bought the whole thing. Association, yeah, yeah, and um, it has. I've we've literally hooked three pound gizzard shad out of there. Dude, that's fucking crazy. This lake oh is it, this is the lake I'm telling you that goes from like four foot to like twenty foot. And it's the beginning of Swartz Creek that feeds into the Flint River. It it's the lake that starts it all. So they Damn. swam all the way up that to get in there and now they're flourishing. And that's why my bites been so whack they're deep. I've never yeah, fished. Pesky. I'm a terrible deep water fisherman. I'll say it. I have no yeah. shame game, but they're out. I would say that too. Shad, they don't have to I, move uh, out. I don't know. I I struggle. Uh, it's my comfort zone, twelve feet and above. Anything farther than twelve feet, I kind of like uh Same. Okay, Same. like I'm not I'm not crazy comfortable, but I'll do it. Like I'll I'll drag. Uh, uh, during a big bass tournament the other day, I dragged uh, a three sixteen rising sun because I'm like. I don't know how to fucking fish deep, so I'm just going to drag this thing, hop it around like a jig, and maybe I'll get a bite in. The one bite I caught, or the one bite I had on it, I was reeling it in, like, fucking on the surface. The fucking fish came up and hit it. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, 
I should have been doing that all day, but I thought these fish were going to be deep because we're fishing fucking 20 foot of water. Glide bait, man. Glide bait deep. That's, that's what I learned. I honestly don't do good with soft plastics deep. I, I seriously do not. A glide bait deep. I uh, rigged my very first hill country I ever got. And I rigged it with some heavier hooks and mm-hmm. uh, split rings to make it from like like a slow medium sink to a faster sink. To a fast I'll sink, fish yeah. that in like 20 feet of water now and get bit like crazy. My, the only reason I do this is because my one buddy, Chad, he, he, he loves to fish deep water. He's a traditional, mm-hmm. you know, fisherman. Yeah. And he loves to fish deep water. And I was like, well, shit, man, I got to learn. You know, he's spot locked <laughs> right there, whatever. And I started bringing like that glide bait through and just getting hit and hit and hit. And I'd be like, you know, throw out a smaller swim bait. And he would just start stroking like the two, three pounders out the, down there. Damn. He's like, no fucking way. You pretty much called those fish <laughs> up for that bite. That's fucking sick. So, like, I I I don't have a problem fishing deep with uh with drop shots or um yo-yoing a lipless crankbait. That's like that's my jam. Conventional sh- fishing, but anyway, um, the only so my stigma behind fishing deep, I don't know. Like, obviously, I I don't have a fish finder when I fish a lot of times. But I, I always think that I cast out there, cast out there, we'll say 50 yards. At what point in time does that bait start to nose up? And not saying that's not going to look natural, but that's like when I lose confidence. Like when it starts coming up, I'm like, oh, well, my fucking cast is done. But I don't think that's the case. Like if I had live target or fucking live scope, panoptics, whatever, whatever, I get them all confused. But if I had one of those... And I could see fish following it, and I could like, I could be like, oh, they don't care when it's coming at up at a forty-five degree angle, as long as it's yeah. still, you know, super erratic back to back. I think that would build confidence, and I think, I think I speak for everybody. Like, doing just having a little bit of confidence will go so far. Like, just having an idea there's fish down there and they're following it. I'm like, okay, boom, I know there's fish following it. What can I do different on the cadence to get fish? But if I have no idea, it literally just it takes a fish to tell me that I'm doing it right before, before I have confidence to, to go out there and do it the next day. I gotcha. Nope. I gotcha. hundred percent. That's why I like, it's, it's kind of always good to have someone who is traditional fishing with you. Like I'll swim bait all day and he'll throw a drop shot all day, but he's catching small fish. So that gives me confidence that, there's a bigger fish out there, you know, and I'll keep throwing, I'll throw half the tack box, but I'm really in tune. Like I pick like three baits. I have two, three, I have three setups. I pick three baits and I tie those on and I fish those. Unless I see something that's like a super in depth change, like, okay, they're smashing the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. then i won't change baits at all yeah so it's funny that you talked about uh you know your whoever whoever else is in the boat or on shore conventional fishing and doing it because that's what i've been doing the last week is i'll go out there and i'll see what cadence they want the jerk bait whether it be like pop one two three four five pop pop one two three pop one two three four five just figure out the cadence and once i catch like two or three fish on it i'm like screw it set the, set the jerk bait rod down 
boom, sling a glide, just repeat that same exact thing. I'll do one hard reel chop, count, let the, let the current take it a little bit. And usually, since it's a bigger bait, I'll, I'll work it a little bit faster just so it's not, like, missing all this fucking water. And I'll do that, dude. And I, I, I mean, if you can replicate it with a glide bait, they're going to come up and eat it because it's just that erratic motion that, that, that they're keying in on that day. And I've caught a lot of fish doing that in the last couple of weeks. Like, it's fucking crazy. And it's like, okay, I'll come down. I, I don't have any shame bringing my jerkbait rod, catching four or five fish, and then just turning around and no, doing that with some bait the rest of the night. <laughs> small, dude, small river stuff. Sometimes, you know, I'm not a dummy. Like, if I go to my normal river like the the other dam down the road from me mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take a ned rig rod like if the smallmouth big smallmouth just want a ned rig down there that day like i'll fish for an hour or two with the big bait change location all that and after that i'll be like all right i'll sit there and sno- soak a ned rig and boom get a couple fish but once they get fired up again, like I'm getting a bunch of hits in a row, that's when I'll pick up a bigger bait. And then I usually catch pike. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I. so you ended up getting a Dream Smasher sucker, right? That's what you and I were looking at before the show kind of started. We were talking about it. No, that pike. was a real prey. Real prey. Okay, so if you had one of those, what's to say that you couldn't get a belly? I mean, you could you could make it a Tokyo rig. What's to say that a a bigger fish okay that bait is kind of big for this analogy let's say you have like a six inch bait what's to say that you don't you don't walk that bait just like a ned rig <laughs> a smallmouth is going to eat the fucking thing it's going to look I at know. it like okay okay there we go that's that's the meal i'm done for the day and then they get jacked because there's a hook on it like i think i think you can cheat uh, i mean you cheat as in quotes here you can use conventional fishing and that's just going to set you up to catch them on swim baits all day long Oh yeah, for sure. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And there's some days that the they just want to target that bigger stuff. Like cold front moves in, cold snap. They want bigger. I'm sorry to say, I will throw the biggest glide I have all day over something smaller, and I will get a big one. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, I that's think... just how it goes. Or that night, if I didn't catch one during the day. That night, I'll run a rat or that giant hill country gill I have. Oh, that weighs like huge. Five point two, like five point two. Not I have one that doesn't have the bill. I like them without the bill. I'm sorry, they just swim better. I don't. (laughs) The only thing I like with the bill is a rat or my crankdowns. But I will swim that bait and. Buddy will be throwing anything else, a rat, something loud, something quiet, but they just target in on that, and I will catch big fish on a cold snap, no matter what. Dude, I need to I need to come down in the spring or in the summer whenever this happens because, uh, I mean, I, I talked about it, I think, an episode or two ago. I have absolutely zero confidence in a wake bait. I, I've caught... A good amount of fish on the Roman made throb, which is a glorified whopper plopper. Yeah. But that's literally it, dude. I have I can't I can't I don't think I've ever caught a wake bait fish or a rat fish. Like uh I, I've said that and Victor made fun of me. He's like, dude, rat rat fishing is like a staple in swim baits and I just have never been able to do it. And I think it's because 
I, I say that and people automatically assume like, oh my gosh, like you, you either suck or whatever. And it's, it's because I've never had the location to do it. I'm fishing like open water. I'm fishing like 20 foot deep Lake Michigan yeah. pier heads, or I'm fishing, you know, 15 foot docks, like drop straight down 15 foot right yeah. off the bank. And like a fish, a fish would probably come up and, and eat it. Like I fished a Nez rat super hard one night, never had a bite. And then I'll, I'd go and I'd crack, I'd cast the, uh, the hater crank down and I'd catch six fish that night. And it's yeah. just like, I, I, I haven't, I haven't been in the right scenario to just cream fish with it. And it's unfortunate Dude, to say. <laughs> come out here from spring to, I mean, probably even now. And I can put you on a rat bite and it's on a, it's on the, okay, so where I live, I live on a river pretty much, like you do, mm-hmm. but mine's a lot smaller. Okay. And this river connects to a lake, like pretty big lake, it's public lake, but everyone fishes there in the day. And they'll be like, oh, we haven't caught shit, we haven't caught nothing. And me and my buddy will go out there that night and put like 20 pounds of fish on the boat. And, and that's not like that's throwing back like three pounder after three yeah. pounder. Damn, dude! On a I, rat. I want, I want a rat fish. The the big fish lake in Grand Rapids, you know, like I'm talking about, it starts with an R. But I want, I want a big fish, or I want a rat fish that lake because that's where I caught my biggest fish this year. That's where I caught like my official PB. Like I think that lake. People have talked about catching. I think there was like two eights caught in there like a couple of years ago. And I think that that lake with rats and wake baits and stuff could be absolutely fucking crazy, especially there's like a little um, cut that goes way back. It dumps into there's this big fish lake and it's public. It's right in the middle of down this downtown area. And there's a creek channel that runs to this private lake and the road goes over it. There's a big bridge. There's kind of like uh, it kind of gates off and then there's a little waterfall and it dumps right into this other lake. And we we troll we trolled back there, put the power poles down, and you're making like sixty yard casts into onto this grate. And we cast it. I cast it out there, dude. Dead walking a TK, fucking three hits in. That was like, that's probably the first fish I've ever had eat that fast before. And so I, I fought this fish like fifty yards, got it in here, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, I bet you you could do this all summer long on a rat. Like, even if it's just like a spro yeah. thirty or spro forty, whatever yeah. the size they are. Like, yeah. I think you could do that, and it'd be so much fun. Dude, yeah, the rat, the rat bite is, it's crazy good. It's so fun too. They've, it's not like a big gill wake. Like, I don't, I mean, like you said, you're not very good. You haven't had good luck on the wakes, but on the big, big gill wakes, they kind of like suck it in on the rat. Yeah, they just straight blow up on it, like mean. They hate Damn. the rat. Something Have- about it. In my area, to say. Right. Have you messed with crawlers at all? Is that something that you've tapped into and, and fucked around with, or not? Is that kind of... I, I haven't. My buddy fishes a crawler, and he does pretty good on it. I mean, nothing, like, absolutely huge yet, but quite a few three-pounders. I think it's the... Uh, which one is it? Swim bait, underground... Shit, I can't even remember. The T-Wing? Oh, is that what it is? Uh, yeah, with Mona, is that who? I think, I think it's so. Works. It's the two-piece one. Yeah, I think it's Mona Works. I want to say 
I don't know. There's there's honestly a lot of crawlers out there. Like at that like this this year, like this spring or like well, even last year, there was a lot of guys who made crawlers. Like there's a decent amount of garage made crawlers out there. And I've like I don't know. I'm 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 sure I'd catch fish, but it's just not something I'm interested in at all because I've never yeah. I've never been able been even able to replicate really a bite on a crawler. I, ca- I caught one smallmouth a couple days ago on the crawler, like just a little uh, huddle, like the 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 company that makes the hula popper and stuff. I caught a yeah. crawler fish on that, and I never got to fish them at home out of a boat. And I think you could probably catch a lot, and I think you could probably catch them on a swim bait crawler there, but. If we were going night fishing, we were bow fishing, and I never had the opportunity to go out there and and like wake bait fish and stuff. But I, I think it definitely could be done if if you had somebody like minded like you and wanted to go out there and bass fish at night. Yeah, for sure. No, you got to get out there at night. If I were to to get a crawler now, though, like if I was to ever actually throw on a crawler, I would get one of. Uh, sherpa's crawlers mm-hmm. the song yeah. i mean i had the pleasure of hanging out with him at the leviathan house at the gathering such a cool dude and like seeing the action of one of those like it was like a finesse crawler you would say like it was so fluent like, it wasn't like ridiculous yeah yeah it would dude yeah that would probably get bit I should have got one. Damn it. I'll have to hit him up. <laughs> Thinking about <laughs> it now. <laughs> he's going to be coming on the show soon. And like, that's the problem. Like a lot of people make like, there's so many baits out there that I want to buy, but the problem is they're like wake baits. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> they're going to sit in my fucking box. Like I'm just going to waste money. And I walked past his crawlers and I looked at him and I talked to Jake from Roe and uh, Jake and him are really good friends. And Jake's like, yeah, dude, you should get one of his crawlers. I'm like, I, oh, yeah. I just don't, I just don't catch fish. That's the problem on him. Like, it'll just fucking sit in my box. I, I, dude, his bluegill, like some of his bluegill paint on those wake baits, like the Sherpa gill. Oh my oh, gosh, they are so good. They're insane. He's an absolute fucking hammer, and he is one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. He yeah, is he's so been on some cool. Fish. Yeah, he came. I, what was I think Carlton and I were sitting there right after the throwback premiere. We're sitting there, or I think it was Carlton. Maybe it was Carlton. Bo and I were sitting there talking, and all of a sudden he comes up. He's like, "How's it going, Aiden?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, he knows my name." I'm like, "That's kind of cool." Like I, I, I never talked to him yeah. before, but he knew who I was, and I mean, that happened the whole the whole weekend, which was cool. But it's also like, oh my gosh, like like such a shit bag because i don't know anybody like i know i know my group of friends and i know i know some other people like but right. i i don't know everybody unfortunately see that was my first gathering so like it was you know and i was working the booth it was it was cool to like walk around and meet these guys that make these like super cool baits and like yeah talk to them and they're like oh yeah you know i know you from instagram or whatever you know you you're like oh shit do you're you? the you rock hill country that's all you do and i'm like yeah i mean <laughs> that's so awesome dude it was it was very surprising um i was up at the throwback throwback uh house must have been friday night and i'm sitting there with marshall and kyle and we're talking or whatever, and Marshall and I go outside because we're getting ready to walk back up to the pavilion because Wayne called me and he wanted me to come set up or whatever. And we see this red uh, red Challenger go by, and it, he, the guy who's driving puts it in reverse and throws it in park. 
I'm like, who is this guy? And here comes Eric, Eric from Leviathan. He comes out, gives Marshall a big handshake, gives me a hug, gives me a big handshake, a big hug. He's like, I'm so glad I get to see you guys today. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've, I've talked to Eric a couple times, like uh, a decent amount, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like this guy is so genuine. Like Eric is such a good guy. I'm like, Eric wow, is, like, that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> Eric is the coolest dude ever. So like last year was the first time I ever been to Texas and I, Stayed with uh, Mike, who owns Hill Country. And okay. one of the days we went and hung out with Eric. And, dude, he taught, he brought me around. We went bar hopping. We went to, like, like three or four different breweries, ate some pizza. <laughs> and, like, like, as soon as I met him, you know, because I'm, you know, bro staff with him or pro staff, whatever you want to call it. And the first time meeting him, he's like, dude, we're not shaking hands. Give me a hug. <laughs> yeah. Gave him a hug, and he showed me the shop and, like, hung out at his house. He showed me, like, his land and the river around there. And then we went bar hopping. We went to, like, three different breweries and had a blast. I mean, Eric is such a genuine dude. And Patrick, the dude who's worked for him now, cool-ass dude. And Levi, Levi... Levi's a really cool dude. I I think, I don't know if it was before the show, maybe it was during, it was just kind of a lull. And I walked up and I'm like, are you, you're Patrick, right? And he kind of looks at me. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I was like, okay. I was like, I just, I, I know who you are, but I don't know who you are. I'm like, yeah, I, no, that... I do scales and tails. Like I'm the one that's always tagging you in posts. And he just kind of looks, he's like, oh, okay, man, what's up? He's like, how's it going? I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't want that to be weird. <laughs> Yeah, no, Patrick's a cool dude. That was my first time meeting him at the house. They actually woke me up out of a coma after driving for nine and a half <laughs> hours. Yeah, and dude, that, what was that drive? Well, that drive for you guys, you went through D.C., so when we took yeah, it. Yeah, dude, it was like cut, 13 hours. <laughs> we cut south before that because we went to Phil's house, and Phil lives about two hours west of uh of richmond area so we cut down and dude there was a point in time for three hours i, I that's when that's when my girlfriend's like okay we got we got to like there's like a little sliver where it's like pennsylvania west virginia maryland they're all like right there and we got right to the edge and she's like okay you can drive now so i'm like okay cool i take over dude we are in podunk maryland for about two miles and it changes to west virginia i kid you not i rode the brakes for probably about five hours and we literally went like 70 miles because it was so downhill around curves super slow there was a point in time there was a roadblock they were working on a bridge and like dude this is like backwoods west virginia type stuff like this is what horror movies are made out of and they got a great number bum fuck and you got (laughs) 30 miles (laughs) yeah no no cell service at all no detour signs or nothing there was a, a FedEx truck behind us. There was like a white Subaru and there was like a, a, a Chrysler 300 in front of us. And I'm driving and I'm like, uh, phone's not loading. It's not buffering, telling us where to go. So I'm like, I'm just going to follow this car in front of me. We followed this guy for like 16 miles and we finally get like back onto the road we're supposed to be. And dude, we're driving through like, you're seeing pat like cow pastures. We're, we're in this huge ass valley of these two mountains and like, there's nothing for miles and it's like oh my gosh we're gonna get lost out here and like like i said i drove for five hours and i think we only went like 70 or 80 miles and then 
my girlfriend's like, okay, I'll take over now. Boom, she take over. She takes over. We get cell service. We get back onto an expressway. We're like ten minutes from Phil's house. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. She she drove through like the easy shit. She drove through like <laughs> Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and like the super super nice like expressway shit. I had to do like the hardcore parkour driving through the mountains and shit. And it was so terrible. I hated it so much. To be honest, I drove pretty much the whole time. I mean, a, besides a couple hours, Ethan. You know, your neighbor, Ethan, cool dude, yeah. your driving scares the <laughs> fuck out of me, and that's why I wanted to drive the whole time. Oh, it's funny. Dude, <laughs> I tried to nap, and once we got to D.C., he was accelerated, brake, and I was like, all right, I'm up, pull over. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ethan, I'm, I love you, dude. Home. <laughs> I, I love you, dude. You're a great dude, but fuck, I'll drive from now on. <laughs> um. On on the way home, we we went the way you guys came, and I I saw that like Saturday morning. Um, Taylor, who's my girlfriend, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm like, she was kind of like, oh, we're here for another day, and I, in the back of my head, I'm like, no, we are leaving tomorrow morning before the fucking before the or before the rooster even wakes up. So Saturday morning, before we even leave for the show, I'm like, okay, babe, I'm like, tomorrow morning. We're getting up at 2.30, and we're leaving at 2.45. And she's like, okay, that's fine, because that's what time we left Michigan to get down yeah. to Virginia. And uh, so we do that, and, dude, I'm so thankful we did. We got home at 3 o'clock. We did not – there was, like – we saw five cars in D.C., which was so nice. And we got to take all main roads back home, which I was fine with. We literally got into Pennsylvania, and I pretty much drove us all the way home. I don't I – don't, Driving's whatever, but driving on expressways is so fucking easy, especially for anybody who has never done it. Pennsylvania and Ohio, um, it might be more states, but like in Michigan, if you're on the expressway, you're on the expressway. If you need to get off and get fuel, uh, snacks, food, whatever, you have to pull off onto an exit. It takes you fucking five minutes to get there. But yeah. in Ohio and Pennsylvania on these turnpikes, there's, it's called, I think they're called service plazas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, dude, like, it, that was, the, I, my mind. And they're dope. They have so yeah, much. Yeah, you get off at a service plaza, it's like a 100-yard stretch, boom, you're there. You have a Burger King, McDonald's, uh, you have your pissers, you have your 7-Eleven. You can get Starbucks, anything you want got, there. They yeah. got all Big the basic, <laughs> all the basic white women shit. Yeah. It's yeah. there. And then, and then, boom, 100 yards, you're back on the expressway. Like, you never even stop. That That's like, that's like a quarter of the time it would take in Michigan. And literally... I was I had no problem stopping because I knew we were gonna be right back on the expressway. And I got back home and I called my parents. My parents um used to travel a shit on them. I mean like Baltimore, Salt Lake City. They used to drive a lot. And I was like, Why have you guys never told me about these? Like these are the best thing ever. Like I'm gonna start a petition to get these in Michigan because they're so fucking nice. Like you can pull off and be be gone for ten minutes and you can get back and you can make up seven minutes of time because it's so fast to get back on the expressway. Like, it is so nice. Like, if you guys have that in your state, you are so privileged. I wish we had that here. Yeah, well, they kind of have to have them in Ohio. Ohio sucks. Yeah, it's fucking flat. Like, we watched the <laughs> storm roll in for, like, 20 miles. Like, it was just, Hey, I'm not hating. Like, they got Cedar Point and Hawking Hills is really cool. Oh, I went to Hawking Hills last year, and that was pretty cool, uh, but... They have uh they have a bunch of waterfalls somewhere around there too. I can't remember is that Hawking yeah, Hills. Yeah, no, that's Hawking. Yeah, it's Hawking Hills. That's what I thought. There's like an island out there or something. I don't know. I've I've seen people. I've seen it on people's Instagrams and shit. And I'm like, there's no way that's fucking Ohio. <laughs> Yo, 
um, going through, I think it's West Virginia has like that Shenandoah Park or something, and it's like a huge valley. And there's like there was a shit ton of road work and stuff through there. That was like super cool. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like not like Michigan at all. <laughs> if I were to move anywhere else, like in the United States, it would be West Virginia. I honest, I I love Michigan, man. I like the cold. Like I I love living in Michigan. I I do not want to live in Florida, to be honest. I like Michigan. Yeah. Like up north, the UP, that shit is so fun. I could do it all the time. Yeah, uh, we used to live in Alabama for nine years when I was super young, and super young, like it was whatever. I, I, the heat was the heat. I didn't care. Moving back up here and living here for like three, for any extended period of time over three years, if you move back down there, you would die for probably about six years until you got acclimated to the heat. Like it's absolutely terrible. I hate it down there now. I went to Texas in the middle of the summer last year, and it was. So hot, just dry heat. Fuck that, dude. I'm going That's back in uh, end of January, though. Are Are you going to go to the Texas Texas show? No, I'm going down there to fish. Oh, I I didn't know if you were going to end up going in the next. No, probably. After I, mean, I mean, the company I'm sponsored by is out of Texas. <laughs> Shout out Mike and Hill Country. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able if I could afford it. Yeah, I'd definitely be down there. Yeah. That'd be dope. But I like, don't know. be able to make two trips in one year. I got two kids, right. man, and I own my own business. Yeah, it's it like <laughs> <laughs> it's healthy thing. No, that's great. back to minute one. <laughs> it's like it's good. It's it's cool living in Michigan. Until you start to swim bait fish and there's nothing in Michigan, like it's like oh, musky, drive to Virginia, musky. Oh my I'm god! Actually, I don't want to spoil it, but so everybody will hear this Monday. So Friday, I'm actually going up home to coho fish with uh, with crank down TKs. Dude, that'd be so much fun. I, I hope it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go do it. My buddy caught. My buddy caught 20 in two hours today on thunder sticks and he, he swim bait fishes too, but he's like, he's a fly fishing guy too. And I'm like, I text him. I'm like, Nate, uh, what, what's the difference between a thunder stick and a TK for anybody who doesn't know thunder stick is like a big version of a uh, jerk bait just kind of wobbles back and forth. It's a, like, it's a staple salmon like lure. Fall That's bait, for sure. Yeah. Like, like big river bait. And so he's like, Dude, honestly, nothing. I'm like, exactly. Tail mode, tail mode up, medium built in. Like, it's a fucking, it's, it's got the same exact, uh, beer burp. I was like, it's got the same exact motion. He's like, oh my gosh, you're right. He's like, okay. He's like, bring your TK, bring your crank downs, bring whatever you want. He's like, we're going to catch him on some baits next, next Friday. So, taking the day off work, and I'm going up there. And Dude. I've got, I, I mean, he caught oh 20 in two God. hours today. Like, that sounds so much fun. That's not, dude. That sounds so sick. So I hope you slam them because that'd be so much fun to do. He's like, bring your Leviathan. He's like, but also <laughs> he's he's catching him on a jerk bait and shatter bait rod. He's like, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. He has a cron arc and he burnt his cron arc today. Burnt his cron arc out today. Oh, he's I'm got sure. like no drag anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, 
I'll bring the Leviathan, but I'm not using my Karate. Okay, I'm going to use my Abu Toro Revo Beast, and that thing cannot get burnt out. Like, well, I'll just yeah. fish that. I'm not fishing a nice reel, <laughs> a nice reel that I use all the time. Right. Oh, no, man. That would be... Oh, God, they'd work you. Even on a Leviathan. Sorry to say, them fish are strong. Yeah, dude, they're, like, they're fucking... A coho is, like, a super red... Like, they turn, like, fire truck red, and they're just like a salmon, and they fight like a fucking fire truck. You hook them, and the males usually just fucking shoot upstream or shoot downstream, and you're just chasing them. You have to jump in the water, and you usually have to walk them down. It's It's a lot of fun, but... If you're using nice shit, you're going to burn it out if you have a really good day of fishing. Like, even spinning gear, like, uh, usually uh, up at home, guys will buy the Fluger Presidents because they're, like, 70 bucks, and they're super nice spinning reels. But if you have a good day fishing, they're burnt out. Yeah, exactly. Those bearings are just shot. That's funny you say that. I burn out that exact reel on one day at King (laughs) Sam fishing on the Betsy River. I swear to God, dude. I swear. I bought a, a Daiwa like eighty four dollar reel and it's it's held up for two trips, so not this year, two years ago. But yeah, they burn a lot of reels. A lot of reels. Sorry, I had to go grab another beer, but yeah, those fish are fucking abusive. I learned to center pin up there. Well, that wasn't very far from my house. I learned to center pin up there. And center pinning um is a it's pretty much a fly reel with no drag. Like you, you thumb your, you, you finger your drag. And I, I burnt my fingerprint off my pinky. I don't have, I don't have fingerprint anymore on my pinky because these fish would pull so much drag and it's a slated, uh, like a plate on it. And it just fucking cooked my finger that day. I caught, I think like 12 fish and that's a lot of fish for a center pen. Like it was just, Oh God. Yeah. That's it a... was a terrible, but great day. It was fun. That's a workout there, man. Yeah, dude, it was fucking crazy. Um, Sorry, kinda... I'm bummed. <laughs> I'm going to grab a beer. You made a beer sound good. No, you're good, man. I'll keep talking. Um, So, kind of not necessarily off track, because we were still talking about swim baits, but kind of got off the track of kind of the primary swim bait fish. So, I guess we'll kind of bring it back by what have you learned by swim bait fishing, and then have have you learned a lot of kind of fish behaviors, whether that be like glide bait fishing or even just conventional fishing? If you what have you learned while you've you've been fishing the big baits in Michigan? I've learned that I've learned that these fish want a bigger meal. These bigger fish want a bigger meal. I mean, just honestly, straight up. I've I've proved it plenty of times it doesn't matter what time of year it is yeah you can sit there and catch small ones all day long but a big fish is going to move whether you see it or not a big fish is going to move on your bait can you hear me yeah sorry i had to piss <laughs> no you're good i've got like, I've got like six like, Kristen oh, t's and a four loco down like i, I had to piss so bad <laughs> i'm I'm actually being that that guy right now walking into a gas station while I'm the podcast <laughs> to grab a beer. Dude, that's that's the first that's the first. I don't think anybody's ever done that. <laughs> well you made them sound good and I already drank my one. And it's right next to my house. So, so I got a gas station, a bar, a dentist, uh Leo's and another restaurant and a big 
gas station and a dam and a river and a lake like all within like 500 yards of me that's crazy so we have um a party store gas station well not even a gas station it's a party store which is just um liquor tobacco you know all the good stuff uh so we have a party store right next door right next door to the party store is a bar and then on the other side of the apartment complex we have the river i fish every day and honestly this is the first time i've drank like uh shit when was the last bass and buzz episode since september 22nd so it's been about a month since i've drank i think uh no that's a lie because i drink at the gathering okay so it's been about a month <laughs> this is this is like the first time i've actually gone like hardcore because i had to drive at the gathering so i, I had like two years so <laughs> what's up <laughs> um so, dude no i feel you i haven't really drank at all either lie to him say i haven't yeah, I, <laughs> I told him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, shit, what was I gonna say? I had something to say, but yeah, like uh, Jason Carroll at the gathering. I know I talked about this on Monday's episode, but Jason Carroll was like, "Oh, dude, we have. I have a whole. I, I don't know if it was a gallon. It was a big ass jug of Maker's Mark. He's like, do you want any? Because him and I, him and I talk about whiskey and stuff. He's a, he's a bourbon snob and." I'm like, no, I got to I got to Scales and Tails podcast. Scales and Tails podcast. I had to let him know. Jake is He's actually a local fisherman. He works up here at the gas station. He oh, like yeah, he dude. was mind blown when he seen my swim baits. <laughs> as as most people are in the state of Michigan, they, oh, dude, they think it's you're crazy. fucking crazy for it. <laughs> um but yeah, Jason Carroll offered me you know, some, some maker's mark. And I'm like, no, nah, dude, I, I got to drive, unfortunately. But I would have totally taken him up on it if, like, my girlfriend was there to drive me home. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Um, yeah, dude, that's, that's another thing. Like, it's it's not uncommon for guys to, um, you know, to shit talk. Like, oh, my gosh, you're fishing a big bait. But I feel like in Michigan, it takes people by, like, just fucking blows their mind they they automatically assume you're salmon fishing or you know just fishing for like, fishing. i guess down in your area yeah it's probably pike and musky but here they're like oh my gosh are you are you salmon fishing and it's like no dude i remember there was one day i was fishing that marina i talked about and these guys were uh they, they had a big lake boat big lake being lake michigan and they were salmon fishing the next morning and they were shit-faced and they were rigging all their rods and like you're not gonna catch anything on that and i think it was the phony the phony frog USA, you know, shad glide. And uh, I, I like four casts later, right by their boat, boom, hook a fish. It wasn't very big. It was like three and a half pounds. And they did their jaws were on the floor. The one guy like, like, let me see that bait. And he grabbed, grabbed the bait and he, uh, he did one of those. I think it was a Google phone, like where you take a picture and it tells you like what the, what's in the picture. And he's like, Oh my gosh. He's like, look at these. And then he presses on the, the link of the site and he's like oh my gosh 160 dollars yeah exactly it that's why the bite's still good for us here because people mm -hmm. see a price tag and they're like and you're not even fishing for muskie they're like what <laughs> yeah exactly and i so I think like swimbait fishing has taken off in spots like California and in Texas and in some of these other states, but I don't I don't know relative to where you live. I I think I've 
touched on this before on an on a episode a long time ago, so people might not even remember this, but I talk about, like, if you're in not such a great neighborhood, like, say you lived in Flint, like, and, and, and people did fish around you, they're not going to drop $150. That's, like, half of a week's paycheck for these baits relative to is like if you live somewhere that's like kind of middle to upper class like it's not it's it's still crazy don't get me wrong it's fucking crazy to drop 150 dollars on one thing but it's easier to it's easier to like like okay that's not as bad as like as as a rural area like living up at home when people are making like like i said like 300 400 dollars a week like in that and they have to pay for bills and everything and like the expense expense of living is like decently high people are like oh my gosh like that's fucking crazy like i'll just go and buy a seven pack of or a seven dollar pack of 10 senkos and i'll go out and i'll catch 20 fish like i can do the same exact thing that this thing's doing and it's like it's not the same but it's it just blows people's mind like it, it just flat out it blows people's mind no matter how much money they make or anything They're like oh my gosh you're you're crazy for doing that yeah no yeah for sure and people I've been getting, so I got to fish Lake St. Clair a lot this year. And before I got like super keyed into, dude, I want to catch a muskie so bad after <laughs> the experience I had. And what, uh, what was your experience? Elaborate right. on that a little bit. So I was, I, I really want to catch, I live in Michigan. I've lived in Michigan my entire life and have not caught a muskie. You know, I didn't. I don't have a lot of lakes around me at all. Like none actually like right around me that have muskie. But my buddy Chad, who owns uh chattyboys.com for like marine electronics and shit, he's he's a smallmouth diehard. Smallmouth diehard. He loves smallmouth. So I'm like, fuck it, yeah, let's go. And I was like, well, I'm gonna try to catch him on the big baits. And I hooked a lot of giant smallmouth this year on big baits keeping them on out there on the big lake though that's a whole different story for real but so i'm like all right i'm sick smallmouth fishing i'm gonna musky fish so i was musky fishing put a musky leader on big bucktail nothing go back to my swim bait rod fishing around these rocks fucking giant musky comes up and hits my crank down i have it hooked for like one second and then it just pops off didn't break me off nothing like that pops off bends the hooks off and it was probably like a 45 plus inch like 10 feet from the boat on lake st Clair. it was just like gin clear it was nuts and now and now all i want to catch is a muskie it was huge dude just the mouth and the girth of it. Oh, my God. Seeing a fish like that in Michigan was nuts. Like, pike don't get that big. Yeah. I <laughs> I want to catch a muskie really bad. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I've, I've allegedly hooked one. I know I've t- told this story before. I, I allegedly hooked one up at the lake that I fish, but I didn't really know. I mean, I've never fucking seen one out of the water before, let alone seen one in the water. But... Apparently I hooked one. It wasn't very big, so I'm not really like heartbroken on it. But like my buddy talks about Lake St. Clair and like you'll see these fucking musky like porpoise almost like they're like like they're dolphins and shit sometimes while you're out there and like you're fishing a you're fishing a tube on like six pound line and you'll lean into a fish and then you lean into it and your your drags 
Yeah. I, that didn't pick my microphone didn't pick it up, but I was I was imitating the drag noise, but like your your fucking mus it's a musky that just picks your tube up and just fucking just doesn't even realize it's hooked and just swimming away. Like that's so crazy. It, they're they're an insane animal, man. Like Lake St. Clair's like number like I mean it's at least number six out of top ten of best musky lakes and smallmouth lakes, I think, in the country. Maybe in the world. Musky, yeah, I think in the world. Yeah, the only the only other lake I could think of, but it's I don't even think they're the same size as Lake of the Woods. I know Lake of the Woods has some crazy musky in it, but I don't think it's near the amount or the amount at at a big yeah. size. Oh no, not has. at all. Like Lake St. Clair grows them giant. I mean St. Clair River, Detroit River. It's just a giant shallow bowl. It's shallow as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You could be fucking fifteen miles out on this thing and it's twenty feet deep. It's nuts. Yeah, it's you know that that's how Malax Lake is in Minnesota. Like the the one the, like the one characteristic that the fish are sitting on is one fucking twelve inch by twelve inch boulder out the middle of this lake mm-hmm. in twelve feet of water. Like yeah, it's so crazy. It's nuts. Well, that's fun. I I'm gonna come out. Uh, so the next next Saturday, I'm supposed to come out on the Detroit River and walleye fish, which I've never fucking done before. That'll be an experience. I I want to catch one on the swim bait so bad. I was I was texting the dude. I'm like, hey, um, would they eat uh, a five inch mag draft? He's like, probably not. I'm like, would they eat a Huddleston grass minnow? He's like, probably not. I'm like, mm. no. So I'm gonna find something to fucking catch one on. Well, it needs to weigh about. It depends how much rubber you have. <laughs> Yeah, it depends on which rubber's on that thing. Because <laughs> I was throwing like like five ounce Medusas in the Detroit River for muskie like last week. And that thing was having a hard time hitting the bottom. Damn, dude. It just depends oh, how much rubber, man. You gotta have like streamlined shit. It's got to be like a Lamborghini in the water. <laughs> Aerodynamic yeah. as fuck. That yeah, current is really strong. Yeah, he was explaining it to me. And like I said, I'd never fucking done that. And he's like, I was like, why don't we just use, I don't want to just use spot lock. He's like, no, because then your line fucking sweeps up and floats to the top. I'm like, what? And he explains it okay. to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nothing like I've ever fucking done before. If you jumped out of the boat, you would be behind the boat in a matter of three seconds. It's, it's fast. So I've caught, I've caught <laughs> walleye fun. wide baits, but I've never caught them in 35, 40 feet of water. <laughs> See, that's what I'm trying to do. So I caught my biggest walleye ever right across the street from my house. Like I could throw a football to it right now. Was, was that in the spring? In the spring? Yeah, it was on a jerkbait. I, I, I don't give a shit what it was on. It was a fucking giant. It was 28 and a half inches, like eight and a half pounds. And it wasn't even full yet. It was like early, early winter, not even like full belly pregnant yet. It was a giant. And you could like, I don't know how to explain, like shoot a Nerf gun across this dam. That's how (laughs) small it is. And I was catching giant walleye all winter out of that. I I wouldn't keep them. I'd keep like one male a winter just to eat for that night. But dude. This spot was great, but all the people from Flint came down and absolutely destroyed it this year. 
Those bastards. Oh, no, it, it was bad. There would be 10 fishermen a day on this puddle. Keeping oh every every little, like, one-inch bluegill, everything. There's no carp. There's no vegetation anymore. There's a bunch of little tiny pike that have, like, half their jaws ripped off. <laughs> like, they just, I just hope some walleye survive. There's no even carp anymore. Like, they kept <laughs> the carp they caught. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's a special breed right there. <laughs> that's this spot is a public because we don't have a lot of we have a lot of public lakes but not a lot of public like access to fish because mm-hmm. it's a bunch of goddamn rich people around me <laughs> like a lot Funny. and but if you can get out on the lake it's a great lake right like, yeah no access so this little like tiny park mill pond it's like three of them. They just get the shit kicked out of them by people all summer long. <laughs> I mean, so literally. Shitty. It sucks. Because there's big fish that move into these. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen pictures. I've personally seen giant fish in these spots early spring. And then you come back, like, the next spring, and there's nothing there anymore. Because it just got picked clean. So, like, every other year is a good year. Yeah. Damn, dude. I know there's some super big pike where I'm at. A guy caught a 42 last year on a jerkbait, and I want to catch a... I'm like, I'm aiming for a 45. I know there can be a 45 in here, and I'm going to catch that thing on either a Huddleston or I'm just going to catch it on a a plastic or a soft bait just dragging it on bottom right in front of the cocksucker. (laughs) I'm going to catch one. I don't care. I got my Leviathan extra heavy right now, ready to throw for big toothy motherfuckers. Eighty pound braid on that bitch. I got a hundred twenty pound musky leader. I tied myself. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want to. That musky. actually that kind of funnels perfectly into what I was going to ask you. What are what are your current setups right now? What are you What are you fishing and what are you fishing on them? I fish. I have. A Leviathan, the Alpha Remix, heavy, and is that's that the what soft I one? Huh? The soft bait. Is that one. the soft yeah. bait? That's what I thought of. Yeah, it's the Remix though, not the silver. I had the silver. I ended up selling it. It was a little too heavy for I what I was going. But I should have bought that fucker. <laughs> yeah, you should have. I even fucking <laughs> asked you. Like, hey, hey, I hey. know. <laughs> And at that point in time, I was like, I'm never going to fish a soft bait. Now my Dude, plan is honestly, soft baits. Honestly, the, the kid who bought it, Cody Blackburn, that motherfucker's a hammer. He lives in Heartland, like 20 minutes, probably like 30 minutes east of me. He, Dude, he, he's a fucking hammer. But anyway, I have that rod that I fish my soft baits, like pretty much strictly a soft bait rod. And then I have my favorite setups, my Leviathan Omega Heavy. These all have the same reel. It's a Daiwa Tatula 300 with the 20-inch Gomexis handle on it. I need to I need to try out the Tat 300. You know, it's funny. He just said his Dude, name because I, I looked him up. I, I fucking love it. I beat the living <laughs> shit out of these things. I grease them maybe... Maybe I pay my one buddy like a case of beer, 
that I fish with all the time. He's really good. <laughs> I always feel like I'm going to fuck it up. So mm-hmm. I pay him a case of beer to do it, and this dude's got some nibble fingers, and he greases it, and it's good for the whole year again. Yeah, I don't grease any of my shit. I, I, I know I said it during uh, Frank Hedlitz, uh, uh episode, but I went. I, I usually fish at Corrado HKG. You know, I, I fish it all the time. You know, there's I've set it down in sand more times than I can fucking count this year. And I fished, I have a 6.2 Corrado HG that I fished the first time the other day in, in forever, probably like two years. And I cast it out and I was reeling it. And you know when you're, like, when you're reeling in a fish and you don't have your drag tight enough and it's not moving? I literally thought that's what the reel was doing, but it was just so fucking smooth compared to the one that I use daily. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, like, this is what it needs to feel like? I'm like, Dude, yeah, this Shimano, is, I'm going to send this away. <laughs> Shimano's are smooth. They're too smooth. I like the I like the grit of the Daiwa. I don't know. Oh. I just, but yeah, I have the seven one to gear ratios, and on on the heavies, on pretty much everything, I run like straight twenty pound fluorocarbon. Okay. Except what, for what the brand? Uh, Sunline Sniper for sure. Sunline Sniper. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Always. I don't. I fished Seaguar or Brazex. I liked it. It was it was a little bit stiffer than I thought it was gonna be, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And not I tie, they just didn't get along, but they get along great with Sunline Sniper. So I tie my own weird knot my grandpa taught me when I was young. So <laughs> I like oh. yeah, I don't know. I just like that a lot better. And then on the Extra heavy right now. I have a setup for musky with eighty pound braid. Oh, that's sick. Twenty pound leader. <laughs> um, going back to who you sold your your alpha soft swim to, I looked him up and I didn't realize that's who it was. Him and I talked. Well, him and I used to talk quite a bit, and I was like, "This guy's got to live in Michigan," but I never heard of him before. So you dude, mentioned his he, name, and I looked him up, and I'm like, "Oh, I know this guy." <laughs> such a cool dude. Such a cool dude. And he is a hammer. So he goes out and fishes before he goes to work every morning. And then he'll send me pictures of like five pound smallies on like a HUD and shit. I'm like, what Damn, the fuck, dude? dude? That's like, fucking, yeah, that's he, hard. He'll launch his boat and everything in the morning. He's got a nice boat, everything. He works his ass off. Really good dude. And he's got nice stuff. And he knows how to fish, man. He's he's good. Damn, Andy, that's giant. Funny. I would never talk that shit. Is... He's a fucking boss. <laughs> he works out quite a bit. I see. That's why I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like, I he talks to me, so he obviously must be from around here. And going off of that, like, if I don't follow you back on Instagram to anybody who's listening, like, it's not because like I don't like you or anything, but it's like because like there's so many big waves of people that follow me. Like, I don't go through the. I don't go through followers and like follow them back if i know who they are because he doesn't even follow I, me i don't have the fucking time oh i don't follow even... you <laughs> yeah i'm just kidding <laughs> oh i feel like an ass now um no i'm just kidding i'm trying to think of uh there's another guy um i i not necessarily i know him but i know of him who fishes before DJ? work and shit all the time uh DJ? Bobby Bobby Hinton, I think, is what his name is. He lives down in Texas. Like, he's a 
I don't know if he's um, like a commercial plumber. He does something, but he'll literally he'll post he'll post videos of him catching fish the morning before he goes to work. Fucking sun's not even over the horizon yet. Sun's not even thinking about coming up yet, and he's catching fish. And then he'll go to work. He'll fucking come home from work after probably working 12, 14 hour days. Boom, he'll do it again. I'm like, dude, that's fucking hardcore. Like that's balls to the walls. Like good for and, you. And if he has kids, more power to him. Like hundred <laughs> percent. Like. Because I, I got two little boys, six and a four-year-old. They love fishing, too. It's awesome. But, dude, they're a workout. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any kids, luckily. So yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about but anything. Keep that, yeah, keep that as long as possible. <laughs> um, Kind of wrapping it down here. Uh, what What's your favorite fish to date? What's What's your favorite fish story? If you haven't told it already, I can't. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I have um, seven twisted tees in front of me in a four loco. Like I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about 20 minutes ago. But what's your favorite <laughs> fish story that that's happened to you while fishing swim baits in the last two three years? Um, I have two. Uh, this year actually, the very first swim bait fish I caught, it was all my other lakes were froze over except for this one lake. We went out there and we didn't catch shit all day. The wind was blowing. It was like 34 degrees outside. And I cast it up next to this dock. And I mean, the wind is blowing us in so fast. We could eat. The trolling motor wasn't doing a damn thing. It's 50 pound trolling motor. But I cast it next to this dock pole. It's water's clear just after ice out. And I get it right next to the boat in this four and a half pounder comes out and smokes it not even i have like a foot of line out and i ended up that was my very first fish of the year and it's all been downhill since then this year but either way and then two years ago fishing this clear water lake i was pitching a a mini glide around the lily pads. I mean, like a foot away from the boat and just giving it two pops. And I had a three and a half pounder shoot out of the water at it. And that was a dope ass bite. Those are probably my two favorite eats. Damn, dude. I, I, I remember, was it like late March that you caught that first fish that you were talking about this year? Yeah. I mean, it was all my other lakes were still frozen except for that <laughs> lake. I remember seeing, so you, and Phoenix Pincher, um, who's the guy in Minnesota, the TK guy, for anybody who yeah. doesn't know the name no, off the top of their head. You guys, he's a, like, he's a hammer, dude. Phoenix is a yeah. cool dude. He caught like a ratfish cranking it down, like probably a week or two around the same time you caught yours. And at that point in time, like, I I don't even know if the podcast was started yet, but I was like, oh my gosh, like these guys are already catching swim bait fish. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, dude, the crank down in the spring. The crankdown all the time. I'm addicted to the crankdown. I'm shouting out Hill Country Swim Baits, the Lone Star Crankdown. Dude, it is, it's my top producing bait this year. It just gets bit. I don't give a fuck. Like, what time of day, what anything. I caught them in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. on it. I caught them in the middle of the day at 2 p.m. on it. It's just been getting bit, not by giants. You know, I haven't caught anything big this year. I'm not sitting here flexing, but <laughs> it's just, it's been my top producer for sure. Like, 
that bait does everything. You reel it slow enough, it's subservice. Like it's a dope bait and it's got me. I honestly I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this. I'll get you on, all right? I'll get you on. I'll pay for (laughs) you need one. Um, Twenty giveaways or whatever. I'll just talk to Mike. Mike Evans, I know you're gonna listen to this. Get Adrian a bait. (laughs) Um bass waiver 168 like not that i'm embarrassed to say it it is a cheap bait but dude, that thing catches so many fish dude, like, i don't i even said like when i seen that first one i was like is that an s waiver you're like yup i was like that's so fucking awesome like <laughs> at least if you break it fuck it you can just exactly. replace it i think it's i broke so, off like six this year <laughs> yeah that is it's so, like a hundred dollars how many you got right now like 12 uh, yeah, I've got twelve. I've got four. I've got four real ones, and then I've got four uh, BPS ones, which don't swim as well. But I don't really care. I mean, I can I can work them fast enough and, and erratic enough that a fish is going to come hit it. <laughs> the the only shitty one. thing is, is the BPS hooks and split rings are so shitty. I literally had a smallmouth pull the the actual hook hanger, like the eye hook, out of one of the. Uh, ABS poured BPS baits. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, how does this have? I've never seen this before. How does it pull it straight out of the fucking molded bait? Like, that's so crazy. Holy shit! You need to like rig them. Yeah, it was like I, I, okay, I'll give that fish. I'll give that fish credit. It was a big fish. It was probably four, four and a half, and it was also in yeah, some that- super wicked current. Like, it's a spot that I don't fish very much. Literally, the first time I fished it. And I was trying to, like, get it out of the current, but the current is so wide, it takes up, like, the whole, like, this spot is literally a creek. It takes up, like, the whole creek, and, like, I'm sitting on the, I'm standing in, like, knee-deep water on this creek, and I'm trying to fuck with this fish, and I'm trying to get it over here, and I'm trying not to get a hook in my hand, because it's, like, these super light wire hooks on these BPS baits. Like, if you've ever had, like, a a real brand S-waver bait, like, they come up with these big-ass spro hooks. Anyway, I'm trying to, like, get this fucking fish over here. I'm dicking around with it. I don't want to get a hook in my hand. And the fish just pops off. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I go to grab the bait to retie it. And I'm like, uh, I don't have a hook hanger anymore. Like, I don't have a rear hook hanger. Where the fuck did it go? And I'm like, oh, that fish doesn't only have a hook in its mouth. Not only a hook with a split ring. It's got a hook with a split ring with an eye hook in its mouth. Like, I've never fucking seen that happen before. Oh, it probably shook it, though. I always think about Oh, that. yeah, yeah, for sure. But I was like, what the fuck? I've never seen that happen. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's... I'd be real mad at that company if that just the whole thing just rips out. Oh god. Yeah. That's a big fish too, man. That's what I get for paying twelve dollars for Yeah, hey. <laughs> I get it. Like if Especially if like, river fishing, dude, and you're just Yeah, waiting. exactly. Like that's why I mean to be honest, I don't do a lot of shore fishing. I do when I go to the marinas and flip between the boats and shit. Which is super fun, by the way. Um, I don't do a lot of shore fishing. Like, I can either always get out on one of the private lakes or even go to the public lakes. Just depends where the bite is or how lazy I'm going to be that day. <laughs> like, not fishing-wise, but, like, setting up a boat-wise, you know? Yeah, so, it... Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like, nice. I get to fish a lot. My my old lady lets me fish a lot, man. She's great with the kids. 
she knows I'm happier if I get to go out and fish. So and you got to take, you took them out. Uh, what was it, like a month ago, probably. Yeah. Well, we go out all the time like? and catch rock okay. bass and shit like that. But yeah, yeah, they're hammers. They're absolutely hammers. I've caught, I've caught a lot of rock bass on swim baits. They'll come up and fucking hit that stuff, and they don't even care. My buddy Josh Bukovic, dude, he's the king of rock bass. Funny, they just <laughs> <take a> rock <laughs> bass. So, they're fun. The kids love them, dude. My kids have caught pike, largemouth, like big suckers. They haven't got a carp yet. I want them to get a carp, but. They're fishing fools, man. That's so awesome. They like love to go out. Um, my the the one lake I was talking about earlier, how all these like big tournaments, like the college tournaments and stuff, launch out of that lake has super big rock bass. And my buddy who who lives down where I live now, when I lived at home, he would always call that lake the uh, the rock bass capital of the world. He's like, this is the best rock bass fishing in the world, <laughs> and it's just like, uh. So um, if you guys don't have them, imagine a bluegill, but the appetite of a smallmouth bass because they will. In the fight get... too, dude. They fight <laughs> yeah, so hard. They fight hard. They've. It's the ultimate game fish. Fuck largemouth mm-hmm. and muskie. The rock bass. <laughs> I'm coming for the state record. Honestly, I, <laughs> I don't know if you guys eat them, but they're they're pretty decent. They taste. Oh, like they're delicious. Game. They're a little bony. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you but... say that. Yeah. I when I, I get them through the, when I get them through the ice, man. The really the only time I keep fish is like, in during the ice season. That's why I like ice fishing. But right. dude, if I get rock bass or you got a hot rock bass hole, they're they're really good, man. Kind of I mean, tastes like crappie. Yeah, it's not uncommon to go out and catch them on chatter baits or anything. Like they're fucking aggressive. They do not care. Oh yeah, dude, Saint Clair, holy shit. You get even like within a foot of a rock, or rock bass is attacking your boat pretty much. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. exactly. Exactly, it's fucking crazy. But uh, I don't know, man. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we close her down for the night? No. Not really, man. It was good to chat with you. We need to shit, man. Let's fish. plan something <laughs> for. I don't know. I don't know. We need to soon. Yeah. Either way, let's do a hunt trip. Let's do a goose hunt trip. Once yeah, we get to pop off down here, I'm down. Come down here. That. Yeah. Um, let's do that. Maybe we'll go pike. Out, the uh, there we go. Shout out uh, any any companies or any anybody you work with or anybody you just like in general. Shout them out so they get some recognition for you. Yes. First off, Hill Country Swim Baits, Mike, Doug, Cody. Y'all are awesome. You treat me like family. You actually listen to me if something needs to be improved. And it's it's amazing. It's amazing. You guys are the best. Eric, Levi, Patrick, and Leviathan, you guys rock. Thank you. Uh, my boy Chad at uh, chattyboys.com for marine stuff. He's been getting me out on Lake St. Clair a lot this year, and I appreciate that. My buddy Josh for wanted to fish no matter the condition <laughs> snow rain whatever like appreciate that. you homie yeah it's my boy so yeah that's about it man it's great talking to you we need to actually i can't believe it we live two hours away and this is how we're talking 
Yeah, but okay. Prior prior to the last year, we lived like four and a half hours away, so we're making baby steps. For getting yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, either way, I have a good ice fishing bite. If you don't either, yeah, if not, dude, I'll come down, dude. Caseville, we have a great Laker bite. Sorry, I know you want to get off, but lake no, trout. <laughs> if you want to just cast off the shore and catch lake trout, I'm fishing for them this year with swim baits. I got oh, hit on my big glide last year, and I caught – I didn't catch him on the swim bay, but I caught a nine-and-a-half-pounder last year and lost a bigger one and caught a smaller one and shit. Yeah, I've uh, I've had him chase soft baits with uh, underspins. <gasps> yeah, Underspins and shit on the on – the, Big uh, old nasty ears. greaser. They taste <laughs> yeah. pretty good, to be honest. But, dude, yeah, yeah exactly. Just... But, all right, man, I appreciate you having me on. I know you yeah, oh, what's what's your Instagram? Shout out your Instagram too. Oh, at the Michigan Hooker. At the underscore go. Michigan Hooker underscore. I think that's I'll, it. I'll put that in the description <laughs> too, even if it's not right. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening. I don't know about Jake, but I am about seven sheets to the wind right now. I'm yeah, I'm pretty damn <laughs> um so i want to thank you guys for listening make sure if you guys don't already follow jake like i said his stuff will be in the description follow the podcast if you guys don't already scales and tails underscore podcast on instagram scales and tails podcast on facebook i think is what it is um make sure if you guys want to support a good cause for the thanksgiving november uh fundraiser i'm doing you guys get in on that whatever you buy off the site automatically gets donated back to uh to the fundraiser like i said and uh you guys will be helping helping a local local uh food pantry out in grand rapids so that'll be pretty kick-ass um stay stay tuned because i have some big things coming down the uh coming down the way real soon i just got to figure some stuff out but it's going to be some kick-ass stuff coming for the show and for you guys listeners so um Shout out, shout out Leviathan. If you guys buy a Leviathan rod, make sure you guys use Scales 20. I'm sure I'm going to put the ad, like, fucking, you know, way at the beginning of the show. But if you guys made it this far, use Scales 20 if you're buying a Leviathan rod. Kick-ass rods and just super, super sick guys. So use Scales 20 for 20% off. Um, follow the Instagram. Uh, buy shit off the website. I think that's about everything. Like I said, I'm very tipsy. So uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Jake for coming on. Not necessarily short notice, but I felt bad because I haven't had him on. He's a Michigan guy, but I'm glad he's finally been on. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I'll talk to everybody next. Talk to everybody next time. Thanks, guys.